And I was close with his wife and everything. And he passed away. And that night when I worked, I just felt like, what if this was me? What's going on, everyone? You're watching Profiles and Drive, a special segment here on Emeroy TV and Vision Paradox TV. So you might be seeing this on a couple channels. This is Cassie, who is also working with us on Vision Hi. Paradox or managing her social accounts. And she's also a professional, you know, punching bag in antics because I bug the crap out of her all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give her the floor real quick to introduce herself to you guys about all the dope stuff she's done so far. And then oh, we'll man. get right into me bugging her. <laughs> so my name is Cassie Francis, as he said, and I've done a couple of things so far in my 30 years of life. I'm a first generation African Filipino American. I have worked as a nurse, LVN, went to RN school, focused on professional dancing, became a professional dancer, professional choreographer, creative director, as well as uh, teaching artists for several nonprofits around Southern California. And currently I've started a team in Mexico, in Cancun, Mexico for AfroVibe Dance Workout, which is a cardio dance format that I have worked for since 2014 and am a ambassador for in the US as well as now Mexico. One of the things that I really wanna like touch on mm -hmm. because we got, got touched on a little bit of the origin like going from LVN to pro dancer yeah like and also being Filipino mm -hmm. you know of I want to touch on that like go transitioning from the very traditional route of becoming a nurse and how did you decide you know when to go for dancing because you know being a nurse is lucrative exactly and then going on the other side of dancing that's that's a hustle parents aren't exactly approving of that so what was the turning point for you to make that decision okay and then next is how did you first execute it okay so yeah two-parted <laughs> before I forget so so actually this will be the first time I'm ever really talking about it the specifics because usually when people ask me I just give them the broad overview but I think in 2019 I'm ready to just be as open as possible. And something that I had to figure out and um, understand as to how I made that transition. I was working as an LVN and always thought that my end goal was going to be RN, then go get my bachelor's, go maybe become a PA, who knows, and then maybe a doctor one day. That was just the end goal and, and stability that my parents instilled within me and what I thought for myself. So. I was dancing on the side since I was, I believe, 19 years old. So dance didn't come out of nowhere after I quit nursing. It was always there, but I, I never made it the priority. It was my second secondary thing mm. that I did. Things that I did when I wasn't on shift or not in school. I mm. made a little hour or three in there when I would be able to go attend a dance rehearsal and or teach class um, mm. at a couple of studios where I taught. And so what ended up happening was that I completed my... RN nursing program at JB College and what happened is that you have to take a last test and when you pass that test that's when you receive your associates and from there you can go ahead and get your registration to take the NCLEX which gives you your license as an RN. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I actually did not pass by two points. Oh, So me being a person that has always been able to take tests and not study and and just pass and just continue on to the next, uh, that was a huge blow. It completely halted me in my tracks because I thought at the age of 25 when it occurred that it was, okay, boom, I'm going to pass, then I'm going to take my nursing test, and I'm going to get my license, I'm going to work in the ER, and then maybe I'll go to UCLA, and then maybe on the side I'll still dance. So when that happened, it was like a major blow. And I know for a while I went through like a major depression about it, but didn't know it was depression. Mm -hmm. I just went right back into the routine, which was, well, I'm still an LVN. I still have bills to pay and I need to still work while I figure out if I'm going to continue to do this or mm -hmm. try to fight it or go back to school and repeat this whole process again or and just figure things out. So I took the whole year of 2014 and half of 2013 after it happened to just go back to work pretty much and then try to figure out what, like, what was I going to do? And it, it, and it really, it was hard for me. I didn't talk about it with many people. 
many people just expected to come to like my graduation and things and I had to like call and be like, no, it's not happening. Oh, wow. So they, so you had to, mm -hmm. wow, so they're, like they're, it was just, it like, was expected of me and it was, I expected it of myself. Did you feel like it was kind of rubbing it in your face? Like, oh, big time. Like I, I've always been this person that if I'm going to try and do something and let's say I go for it, most of the times I'm working hard enough to where I get it and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. And as far as failures go, I don't think I have really experienced something like that. Mm. That has to be my biggest in young adulthood, you know, which helped me to learn now into now these days. But anyway, so I was working as a nurse and uh, specifically the facility where I worked was um, Alzheimer's and dementia patients. So I had a lot of patients from like age, maybe like 38 up to 80 something, 90 something. Um, suffering from Alzheimer's, dementia, different types of degrees of it, because there's a degree of where you remember your name, but you don't remember to brush your teeth, or mm. where you get so disabled by it that you are unable to walk, talk, or feed yourself, move your limbs. Yeah. So those are the patients I was around for years, and I worked at that facility for about four years. And so one thing that I noticed, uh, especially around this time when I was experiencing the failure and all that, was that a lot of my patients talked to me about regrets things they wish they kept doing, oh. things that they uh, wanted to do before they died, yeah. and confessions. I actually got a lot of confessions from patients, which was interesting. And I had tallied them up over the years, and one thing that I was known for in the facility was being a dancing nurse. Everyone knew sometimes I'd be coming from rehearsals or performances. Yeah. They knew I was passionate about it. The way I gave my patients their medications or dealt with their aggression yeah. was using my gift of dance and and song and just being the person that I am outside of my career or title. Yeah. So one day I had a patient that passed away and he actually had a very close birthday to mine and we were very close and I was close with his wife and everything and he passed away and that night when I worked, I just felt like, what if this was me? What if I passed away and yeah, I'm experiencing the failure of nursing, but I understand that my passion is is something that I haven't even really worked on or yeah. focused on. Nursing was all that I put my complete energy into. And then on the side, I was dancing to make myself happy. And then, so when I thought about that and after you pass and thinking about all the patients that had passed and things, all the knowledge they had like given to me, things my parents have said, teachers, mentors, all that, I was like, man, I typed up my uh, two weeks notice that night and, wow. and left it in the the boxes from all my bosses and everyone was surprised. Everyone was surprised. It just, was it didn't it? seem like it was something I would do and I didn't plan for it. It okay, just, yeah. I followed my intuition, which is something I like to say I do uh, most times, but that one was like huge because if I didn't do that, I might still just be working as a nurse and might have just gone right back into school to restart the whole RN thing yeah, like whole and not attempted this whole other life that I've created yeah. in the past um, See, four years. I love that because like in this con what you were just saying in that story, it was like, you know, the prescribed like life that our parents kind of gave us and then mm -hmm. you jumping into the life you want to create. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a pretty cool thing that a lot of people, especially uh, particularly our culture, like they, yeah. like, they want to be secure. I mean, mm -hmm. security is super important. It is. I think, but I also think a lot of people value security so much that they're willing to sacrifice their own happiness. Yeah, for it. that I can. So, and, then, and, and then you know, people there ends up people being, you know, living a life half lived. So to speak. exactly. So and I, I think you, you what you're doing, like when you're working with those Alzheimer patients, mm -hmm. and like I, you're doing what I, I've always wanted to do is hang out with older people. Oh yeah. Oh. They give some real. The wisdom is real perspective, and they tell you like, yeah, because well, it, it sucks when you have no time left yep you can't go and start your new business you can't yep. follow your passions when you when you can't even remember your own name exactly so no, oh God, that's a scary thought and i think it people is. are living like they get a second chance yep so i think that's cool yeah it's not something i really share with too many people or mostly because people want me to get right to the i'm a dancer you know wow. but it just did it it doesn't happen like that it's like it's stories like my patients that would share with me that really I guess they built up inside of me to where I was like, man, do I want to have a story like that? Because there's this psych psychological thing. I think it's, is it Erickson? It, anyways, there's like a theory of like stages 
of your life. And by the time you get to like 60 plus, you have two choices on how you can be. You can be that grumpy old person mm. that doesn't want kids coming around their house and, mm, you know, doesn't yeah. want to be dancing at the parties, like, leave me alone and da da da. Or you can be that other elderly person that is so welcoming and warm who wants to share their wisdom, share their experience, talk yeah. about their life, help the young generation. And, and they know without them even telling you and you feel it that they have lived their life enough to the point where you're even lucky to even hear what they're having to say yeah. because they're getting to share it with you, you know? So, so yeah, I know that, that was a large part of it. So I really, I appreciate that part. And that's why I, I don't regret my journey when it came down to nursing. Sometimes I do think about it. Oh, what if I had never had the path of nursing? Because it is my choice too. My parents told me something that I could get into that was stable, but it's also my choice. Yeah. And I chose that as well. Mm. Every time if I'm, if I was going for my classes in school or people asked me what my plan was, that's what I said. Mm. So I'm not going to sit here and just be like, like, my parents gave me the words to say. They gave me an option yeah. and I took it and I went for it and I thought it would be the best at that time. Yeah. But but yeah, I don't regret it because it, it did get me to this point. And I still utilize my skills to this day. What I always tell people is beyond having a license to say that I'm a nurse or the whole me not getting the completion of the RN because of the two points, it means nothing to me now because I know what I do, even through dance, through art, through me talking to people, I'm healing in my own way. Yeah. So I always tell people I'm still practicing. I'm just practicing in a non-traditional format that maybe this system is not used to. Mm. So yeah. So what were your first steps? Like you, you put in your two weeks notice and you decided, like you, you decided right then and there after you put your two weeks, you're going to go pursue dance or you just decided to leave without the idea of knowing you're going to pursue dance. <laughs> it's like taking me back. <laughs> Cause you know, cause you left, you just left. Your two yeah. Weeks where you're already like, I'm going to dance or like, I can't be here. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? So like I said, I was always dancing on the side. So crazy thing is, is two months after I had found out that I had failed, like later the day I took the test, I had actually gone to an audition a month before that. Mm -hmm. And so two months later, which was June, after I'm like dealing with it, like what? I didn't graduate. Like what's going on? Yeah. I actually got a call from the audition that I had gone to that I was getting signed to an agency. Nice. So crazy thing is I was trying to pursue it at the yeah. same time just to see if I could. Yeah. <laughs> just to see if I would make it, you know, with the amount of skill that I had at the time. And I did. I get signed. And to me, I saw that as a, a symbol like, okay, all right, keep dancing. So I did. And I tried to go for auditions while still working as a nurse. And so when I ended up quitting... I was like, whoa, I have this whole playing field of time that I can, you know, work with. And I had I had talked with a couple people, you know, we were just talking about, I don't want to say the word, transplants. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> transplants. Couple, Sorry. Are, are it's, about it, LA transplants? it's people that are not actually like um, born and raised in L.A., but they come because they want to pursue the dream of commercialism be it dance or acting and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with yeah. It's just a name just we talked about. Up. We were what, off camera. We were talking about the <laughs> transplants who come to LA and then say LA is fake when they haven't been here all their life, and then that's the kind of stuff that I'm makes. Born here. For me, I was I was raised in LA. I was born in the For Philippines, real? but I came to to LA when I was one. And then Born. lived here all lived there all my life, and we know we've seen LA change. And then mm -hmm. uh, to hear people talk bad about the place we've grown up, and they've only experienced a, a fraction of how we've seen it, mm -hmm. it hurts because it's like this is our home. This is our home. So, so I'm like, yeah, LA, you know, ride or die kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> oh, <no>. LA. <laughs> anyways, so. Oh, okay. So I was talking to a lot of people that I met just at auditions and other people uh, that were from LA that I'd been, cause I'd been a part of a, a dance team, a couple teams and a company, mm -hmm. you know, that people give you suggestions. Well, what do you do when you're not auditioning or when you don't book a gig? My agency suggested this too. go on the casting network or what is that? Other? LA casting, LA casting. Yeah. LA casting. And so, and I think even my older sister, she encouraged me to do this as well. So we joined like an, an outside aid casting agency. And so a lot of these were booking me to be um, back a background actress 
or I like this live audience. Yeah. I was a professional clapper. Is that, I heard that's just good money right there. That's it's like, just a regular sick. base of income. Yeah, yeah I'm like, not going to say it's good. Every now and then you can get a great gig. Like I had some cool ones like Grey's Anatomy, Ooh. Glee, where people can see me in the episode and I'm getting to interact with, with the main actors and that's actresses. Cool. I think I did it for about two, three months. And then at one point I was just like, Cass, what is your goal? Are mm. you trying to be an actress first or are you trying to dance? Mm. So then I was like, okay, I need to find training that is consistent, mm. that I can focus on what I quit my job for, which mm. acting is great. It's another passion of mine, but that's not my priority passion. So I submitted for the Debbie Reynolds work study program that they had had for years. And I think I had submitted a couple of times, but didn't get chosen. Mm. But at this point, I knew a couple of dancers that were already in it. They told me when they were going to be leaving and when a slot would open up. So boom, I got mm. in in 2015. And so with that, you're working there, you're gaining your hours, and then you get to train for free. That's cool. As long that's as you a, work your hours. Especially resting. Rest in peace, Debbie Reynolds Dance Studio. Yes, it's uh, my... It's a legendary studio that was recently closed down. Yes. Because the owner wants to demolish it. Just, anyways, tangent right Gentrification. There. Just, want, just, just, want, just, just wanted to give them a quick plug and love from For some real. people like, who appreciate that my space home. and what, what they provided to the dance industry and dance community. Dance so, um, it was a great home. For me, there was like a long period of I oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. You know, but... Until, oh, I'm finally getting gigs. I'm getting money. I'm getting money from it. When did you start getting your, I guess, see the money coming in as a dancer? Because people want to know the security. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) security (laughs) right in the beginning. huh? (laughs) So my very first job that I got booked was, I was signed, but it was not through my agency. I saw a random post from Miss Prissy. Shout out Miss Prissy. Which is crazy because when I was younger, I had watched I had watched uh, Rise, Rise and was like, man, I think Ooh, I can do this. Like, I want to crop. And she put out a post that she was looking for dancers. So I submitted. I submitted what I had and sent out an email. And, and she responded and was like, all right, you're booked on the gig. And it ended up being for Major Lazer, which was so awesome. But I did have to make, like, a, a decision in that year of... Am I going to skip my mother's birthday (laughs) and go to the music video? And I did. I skipped my mother's birthday dinner and I went to the video. And shout out to my boyfriend because he went to the dinner to represent both of us. He's calling right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got to experience my very first paid music video. For major artists, it's Major Laser. This is before he had the they had the Major Laser Girls and all that. Oh man! So. It was an awesome experience, and it was also sponsored by Palladium Boots. So I got to, like, get free swag and all that. But at the end of the day, that check was tiny. <laughs> Nothing compared to what I get if I'm working a full nursing shift. So, But to me, it was everything. So I have, like, a copy of it. I have a picture of it because, to me, it was my first, like, I'm getting paid as That's a dancer. First step, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I really felt great about that. So, and then later on, you find out. Well, even if you get booked outside of your agency, you still gotta cut up a check, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that's the industry. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing people gotta realize. Like, because mm. you said there's like, like there's nursing, which is like we said, just lucrative, and then yeah. dancing may not exactly be you might not you might not end up buying lambo off it not right away it's really sacrificing a lot of money to get a little less yeah or a lot less a lot less (laughs) but you're a lot happier and that Mm -hmm. beats a lot of people who are hating their everyday life yeah so all right so sorry for the interruption everyone we actually the audio for the first version of this interview got messed up so I don't know what happened with my audio recorder here. So excuse us if we're not in a, in a groove like we were yesterday because yeah. it's like, you know, we're literally trying to pick up the middle of a conversation and yeah. kind of like start a new one from there. So I think we're, you're just trying to pick up the conversation yesterday. We were talking about like your first gig and then, you know, like how you had to like sacrifice a lot first. Like we were literally talking about like you were working, earning a lot of money. Yeah. Then you having to start realizing that you had to hustle to even make that same amount yeah not even <laughs> not even not even break even nowadays yeah but no Yo, okay so <sighs> now i'm curious because a lot of people 
who are pursuing dance get discouraged when mm-hmm. they get their first paycheck because you said in like the first half like your first paycheck wasn't a lot no so like and either. how did that did that discourage you and did and if it did or didn't like how did you keep moving forward to get the bigger paychecks so with that first paycheck with the music video I, for me i didn't get discouraged I was really excited because I thought this is just the beginning. So it's like if I compare it to school, you have to do internships. So it's like you're working Mm. for free. So to me, I was like, oh, cool. I'm getting paid, you know, and I'm just starting out. I'm like focusing on it. So I got um, really excited and and motivated to keep going. Um, Showing my parents and everybody else, they were just like, oh, that's not a lot. And I was thinking, wait, what? Like, I'm just starting. Like, yeah. this is super cool. But I was really proud, so I wanted to keep going. As I kept going in the journey, I think when I received payments like that, that's that's when I started to get discouraged. Like, two years later, and let's say it's the same amount for a gig, then I'm like, oh, man, this it isn't going to cut it, you know? Yeah. But I also had, like, wonderful gigs where, like, it was a commercial, literally only took one rehearsal. And like oh, I love those. 20 minute taping, but I got paid loads and I was really happy. Those like, are always the best. That was it. But that's the one thing that I will say that it doesn't get told to you right off the bat is that it isn't always going to be like that. If you're just starting out and you haven't solidified, solidified anything just yet, you are on this up and down type of a thing. Oh, there's gigs in this season. Oh, we don't really have enough gigs. Oh, mm. there's gigs, there's gigs. There's but you don't get told that so then once i started to experience that that's when i knew all right i gotta make ends meet i gotta do what i need to do so nowadays i still i still tell people i'm like i have like six jobs and people are like you don't want to do that all your life well of course not it is very fun and interesting to be an entrepreneur and be an artist and get to do different things but as you're making things develop and grow you can't sit here and depend on something that's starting from the ground up and mm. that's what I did. I was starting a career from the ground up. And I can't just expect for it in one year, two years for it to pay off. Mm. That's not how people go to school. People sit here and dedicate six to ten years to become doctors, lawyers, and you know, uh, surgeons. And we understand that. And during, during that time, people aren't getting paid. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. But for some reason, that's a really good way. We of don't it. know how to make that. You know, when you're starting your own, like people. It, yeah, it's for some crazy. reason, if you're not going to school for it, people forget how it is to go to school for something. Yeah. But to me, I always tell people to, to this day, I'm going to school of life. Yeah. This is the school that I've created for myself. And even though you don't understand it, you know that I've gone through a schooling very similar, but it was specifically for nursing. But again. When you're an artist and entrepreneur, you're going down a road that pe- many people in your life will not understand. Yeah, there are very low times and periods where I was like, ah, man, it's not enough. But I think now that I've gotten into the flow of things and I understand that it is, it's a constant grind. Mm. And even if I have to say that I'm working six jobs, I don't mind it because at the end of the day, I'm building an empire around what I want my life and my career to look like. I mean, you mentioned something earlier, like, oh, it's like an internship, like you're doing stuff for free. A lot, there's a yeah. lot of, that's a pretty controversial thing for a lot of people, oh, yeah. especially as artists. So like, like you can't pay your rent with exposure. No. Like, oh yeah. I like that one. <laughs> I like that, I like you know that what I'm one. talking about? I mean, I get where they're coming from. You should get paid with what you deserve. Yeah. If you have the body of work to prove exactly. it. Exactly. Like exactly. if you're an artist, but you don't have shit, you don't have a portfolio mm-hmm. and you want to get paid $2,000 per piece or whatever you want to get paid and like how? and like how you have no proof no one's ever bought from you i want to hear your thoughts on on working for free mm. yeah just work from working for free or I, internships yeah i think you have to give yourself a period of time that you're willing to do that for me i think i i took it too long mm-hmm. before i finally decided to like think okay I got to say no to these gigs at some point because it's enough. Yeah. I have enough experience at this point. But so I think there's two sides. Like I agree with you. It's like walking into a company that you know nothing about and saying, I want to be the vice president. Really? <laughs> you laugh, do? Laugh me out of the room. How? You don't know the values. You don't know anything. So it's the same thing. For me, I feel like you have to dedicate a certain amount of time to do it for free because you're gaining that experience. You are um, learning things like, how to keep going in a performance even when you mess up. How to keep going in a performance when some of your costuming comes off or nah. when someone else isn't getting the, the choreo correct oh. and it's affecting you and mm. your placement. Mm. You don't just learn that off the bat. It takes time. How to learn choreo like that if they switch it on you mm. on the day of the commercial. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're switching this, mm-hmm. switching your placement. 
let's get ready. We're going to record it in five minutes. Yep. We experienced that today. <laughs> we danced to a song we didn't know we were going to dance yeah. to. Oh, yeah. But we just and we, fed off of each other and, and did we, it. We came up with commandos and everything. like Two minutes before. Yeah. Like, you but had, like, not many people can do that right off the bat. I know when I was first starting out, I could, I it would have read all on my face. Yeah. I would have shown it. Oh, your turn. Oh. <laughs> but so those kind of things, it takes time. So... But I then there's that other side where I'm like, you cannot do it forever. Mm. If you're sitting here doing free forever, when do you finally demand or understand your own worth? Yeah. So you have to go ahead and assess. And even to me, I know some people are against this, but I, I say seek mentors. Yeah. Because then mentors who have been through this and down your industry can tell you and assess you based off what they've seen of you and, and let you know, hey, it's now your time. Or yeah. mm, maybe you should work on this a little bit before you go demanding stuff. Mm. You know, that helped me a lot. So, so yeah, there's two sides to it. But again, it's like, get your resume correct, fill it up, and then know your worth. Yeah. It, it takes both. Yeah. Having a body of work shows proof of concept that people want. Yeah. Like, that you have the ability, you have what it takes to be on music videos or to be in shows. This is how I kind of did it when I was trying to figure out my pricing. I would test it. I was like, I would price ridiculously high. Yeah. <laughs> and if they said no, I'm like, all right, I'm not that price yet. Mm. I'll bring it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I had to ask friends. I didn't know what to do. Because I remember when I first started teaching, I was like, wait, what? Like, what? How? A workshop? A da -da -da. How much do you charge? Yeah. And then same with you. you. You go really high and they're like, uh. Yeah. And then, and then once, the they, once they agreed to that, I was like, that's my rate now. <laughs> that's my rate. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with free. I can't stress that enough. If you have nothing you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes you do stuff for fun. Like I still do some things for free because it's fun. Yeah. Because I'm supporting somebody that I believe in. Oh, yeah. And I know they can't pay, but I believe in their work. And I believe training with them is going to benefit me as well, you know, as they utilize me as a dancer. So, you know, think about those things too. Because sometimes it's not all the time like everything that you do needs to be paid, but yeah. you have to sustain your way of living as well as continue to build up your training and build up your portfolio. So I think one of the things you talked about, how your agency didn't exactly send you to the kind of gigs you oh, wanted. Yeah. I don't know if that was like in the round table, which is another video you guys must have to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more, cool. more and more conversations there, but <laughs> less, less structured than this one. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you got your gigs via word of mouth a lot. A lot. Of so, them. Like, so tell me, mm -hmm. like I think, like a lot of people focus on their craft and that's it. They forget the part of networking. Oh, um, like, ooh. Tell, yeah, so expand important. on that, yeah. <laughs> a lot of my gigs are word of mouth or just period contacting people and being able to, to speak to them, whether it be social media, call on the phone or email or something. I never knew, I never thought I would be someone that says yes to networking. But in this day and age, the world is so small. Like you think the world is so big, but when it comes to certain industries, you are going to bump into people. Yeah. You are going to find out that your teacher from here dance with your new boss here, you know, and now they're both talking about you mm -hmm. and they know. And so if your reputation is that you're lazy or you have attitude mm. or you're demanding, uh, people are going to know. So one thing I'd like to tell people is don't burn your bridges. Mm. Um, burn them if you need to, yeah, you know, because some aren't always great, but definitely take the time to get to know people in your industry, figure out I, and I wouldn't say you have to get along and talk with everybody because not everybody's going to be for you. But some jobs will come out of nowhere because you kept a relationship with a friend or mm. you kept a relationship with somebody that you danced with on one gig four years ago. And then them seeing you on your social media, seeing that you continued your line of work, they're mm. going to think of you Yeah. when it comes to an artist seeking them out and saying, hey, I want you to choreograph, but we need four dancers that are good at this style. Mm. Now that's when that person's going to look Think of you now. Look at your portfolio and be like, "Oh yeah, she's perfect for the job. We got along. She works hard. Okay, mm. I'm gonna hit her up." Mm. And you want to be known for that. Even students and people coming up from like their bachelor's programs and dance and things like that. Yeah, keep up with those people that you're going to school with, but also keep up with the people that you're in teams with or performing with because you just never know. You never know. So at the end of the day, I say just be a good person. Be open to talking and getting to know people and keep up a good reputation for your own self. 
and how you want to portray yourself um, to others and how you work. One of the things we talked about in the first half is yeah. uh, your first blow in terms of failing the LVN NCLEX, if I the remember. RN. The RN NCLEX. Mm -hmm. And then the, op the only option to be able to retake that again was start do over. Mm -hmm. So like since then, have you experienced similar failures or blows like that that life has thrown at you? And what were your like ways to rec recover it, you know, like mentally and emotionally? Uh, a lot of blows. I think you'll just keep getting them in life. So I don't think it's ever going to stop. <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this before briefly, but losing yourself, losing yourself, getting lost in the sauce as you develop who you are in the industry. And so I feel like I lost myself a little bit while going for this dream of being a professional dancer and choreographer. I, uh, you start to get uh, swayed by the environment that you're in. So for me, I started to, you know, wear makeup all the time, put on eyelashes. Like even if it was just going to class, I started to dress a certain way that it really wasn't me. Nowadays, I'm I'm so me, I'm back to me that I just look at some stuff. I'm like, oh my God, who was I? But <laughs> at one point it felt like a super blow because I just felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. So I took that super rough and so I had to like unlayer and unlayer and unlayer. And, you know, I chose to do things like stay away from the environment that I always was in. I no longer wanted to take class anymore or train. I needed to go outside of that so I could focus on what it is that I really wanted to do. Hmm. I had done so much training and all this stuff and been on the industry and done all these shows that I was like, wait, 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 I'm forgetting what my purpose is, like what I'm trying to accomplish. So I needed to go away from all that. I needed to, I stopped wearing makeup for a while. I chose to focus on different things just to get back into who I was. And that was, it was super hard because I feel like people then didn't even understand what the dream was now. Now I'm going away from what they had been seeing, you know, mm. and what I'd been talking about. So again, it's like having to prove myself all over again. Do you feel like your vision has shifted over the years? Oh yeah, big time. Like what, what was it like when you first started? When I first think of dancing, I thought like, oh, backup dancer. Now <laughs> I'm like being exposed to so many things and seeing so many things that you can do. I'm like, whoa, Cass, do you even want to do that? Or do you want that to be your thing that that's all you focus on? And I'm like, no, like I love to choreograph. I love to create. I love to work on different visions, like um, getting to be in a musical was something that I was like, what? You're I love singing and I love acting, yeah. Really? Yeah, so I'm like, uh, it isn't just a one track thing, there's so many tracks, but but yeah, th those are big blows. It's like you, you, along the way of following your path, going towards your dream, you're gonna realize that sometimes something that you thought was your dream really isn't for you. And that can sometimes mm -hmm. really attack your ego and your heart because you're thinking, oh man, I've sacrificed all this much. And now I'm realizing that's not what I want mm, yeah. <laughs> anymore, it's you like, know? Because you're, you're kind of attached to it. Like you put all this time though. Yeah. And it was the same thing with the nursing. So it's like, well, I'm doing it again, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's still within my passion and my art, but it's still even trying to figure it out. I mean, another blow. I think we talked about it. Finances. You're thinking, I'm thinking, oh, I'm quitting, but I'm going to get this awesome job to dance and it's going to pay everything. No. So I remember I got the shower and got a knock on the door and boom, my car was being repossessed. Mm. You know, a couple people close to me will know that story because <laughs> they had to give me rides. Shout out to Romaya. <laughs> and shout out to the, to the Metro and the bus. Appreciate <laughs> public transportation but i went back to that and i was thinking man i'm going backwards but again these are sacrifices to even continue go for your dream so although i experienced that repossession i got my car back but i was even more grateful and i then knew i'm like oh man i gotta work hard i gotta work even harder mm. to make sure i get there it just doesn't happen for you your dream isn't gonna just poof it's happening for you yeah you have to work at it just like anything in life so yeah and there'll be more blows. There'll be more. I haven't, I submitted to like a, a Black Tina dance festival in 2017. I had known about it since 2015. Didn't submit because I didn't think I was ready. 2017, I submitted. Did not get it. Was like, man, oh man. But 2018 came around and I was like, I'm submitting. 
because mm. I know I've worked for it now and I know my idea and the thing that I've done is is even more thought out mm. than I did last year and boom I got selected so, so it's just like learning from it learning from your blows figuring out what you have to change what you have to do better um, what you did right that mm -hmm. you want to continue and just moving past it keep it as a lesson learned a lot of what you're what you're pursuing I think anything in terms of entrepreneurship has has to involve patience and grit. Oh yeah, grit. Being able to persevere when things aren't going your way. I guess. Well, if you had to give your, like any piece of advice for someone who wants to give up, mm. what would you say to them? Give up on your dreams. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it's now your time to reflect. So to me, one, one answer for me when I'm feeling clouded or I'm feeling like, oh man, things aren't going the way they're supposed to. I'm feeling so over overwhelmed. I don't even know what is, you know, what is clarity at this point? Hmm. Go to nature. Ooh. Literally go to nature on your own and just meditate. You don't have to meditate in the same way that everybody else does. It doesn't have to be close your eyes and Breathe listen to, um, it, it's yeah. not like that. Sometimes my meditation is just sitting there and keeping my eyes open, but allowing my thoughts to come through and form inside my head mm. and giving it a response. Don't just let it pass. Like think about it, deeply think about it and start to do your own assessment of where you are currently. And maybe it's not giving up per se the whole thing, but maybe it's giving up a certain attitude or behavior, giving mm. up being around a certain person mm. um, around certain people, giving up a habit that you've, you started to form that isn't serving you well, mm. or giving up on your attachment to not succeeding. I love that. So attachment. Exactly. Because sometimes we're actually attached to failure. You know what I mean? But not attached because you want to like fail and learn from it because you just think it's never going to happen. Well, then yeah, don't be surprised so when true. it doesn't, yeah. you know, but yeah, definitely go to nature and go on your own and really go within into yourself and, and think about what it is. Don't give up, but figure out what are the things that you do need to give up in order to get going and go up. Yeah, that just definitely reminded me of when I was, uh, there's this trail that my son really wants to, wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I want to check it out before I take him. Yeah. And I took it, it was hard as fuck. Yes. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, this, he's, not, he's not ready for this. But it was like I loved the the going into nature because when I was there, it was like I I, I was super present to, to that moment because I was like I gotta fucking get through this fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's and like, even that is a learning lesson. Yeah. Perseverance. Like, I mean, that's why one of the reasons I love hikes and one of the reasons I love taking him on hikes because mm -hmm. hikes are lit the literal journey from the beginning to the end, yeah. and how we enjoy, enjoy the journeys, you know. I th I'm even learning from him of learning how to stop and appreciate. Yes. Like appreciate stopping. Yep. Like those. I remember this one hike. Well, he just he he. It's a three mile, three and a half mile hike. It's mm -hmm. a very long hike for him. And he sat down, and I was getting impatient. Like, let's go. <laughs> like we gotta get going. Like, but the thing is, like, once we're there, we just leave anyways. Yep. So and then I'm realizing as people are just walking through, I'm just hanging out with him, and then like, oh, this is really really nice right now. Yeah. And he's enjoying it, relaxing. I'm like. This is what it's meant. To yeah. This is what it's about. Enjoy like, the enjoying, ride. Yeah. It really means like, yeah, enjoying where you're at, and even yeah. though you're not at your destination yet, you know your pit stop. Yeah, is just as beautiful as the journey, yeah. and then the ending. Yeah, it's, tr it's really appreciating it. So that's why, like, I love hiking. Like, hiking is amazing. Like, maybe not the hardcore hiking yet. <laughs> I'm not one of those. I haven't reached that level, but the simple ones I can enjoy with my son. Yeah, like, those are it's those a start. are those are fun. So you're yesterday, like off camera, like after the 4 a.m. club, <laughs> I, I think I was working and you were like, you were doing self-care, like oh, el yes. elaborate the importance on that. Cause we live, especially in the Man. American Western culture, I feel like, you know, hustle, hustle culture is very, Ooh, very big. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on hustling and then resting? And I feel like it's only in the past couple of years I'm learning this. I think I've done this for a long time. Like the hustle grind, no sleep, 
try to get everything in, say yes to everything. Oh my God. Ooh, man, these lessons, learn to say no. And as you're learning to say no, if it's correct, sometimes saying no means you're saying yes to yourself. So it starts with that because mind, body, soul is, is real. And for me nowadays, I'm even trying to do a one day out of the week. I at least take four to five hours just to myself, just to myself completely, be it cooking a meal, which I'm barely getting into cooking, but I find that it's relaxing me nowadays. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, like cooking. Yeah, I used to hate I used that to hate cooking. cooking. <laughs> but now I'm like, just like this is, cutting things. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to cook a Throwing lot. little herbs. And like, so I was gonna make sinigang. I was like, oh my god, I oh, haven't made sinigang. Okay, I haven't gone to that level since I was with my mom. So like, mom, I'm about to make a sinigang. Like I will, I only, I cook the same thing every single day, which is oh, sweet no, potatoes and chicken. The routine helps me, but it's like, it's made it the 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 act of getting the food ready yeah, and cooking. Really is, yeah, it's relaxing. Even well, even washing dishes. Well, no, and even that. I love washing dishes. And listen to music, but like. Pick what's for you that you're going to need to do because what you don't understand is like sometimes what people don't understand, me, myself included, is that you're even picking up on the energies of the people around you. So if you're around people that are frantic and, you know, they're like type A, we got to get this done together, you are carrying that energy yeah. and you could carry that energy from Monday shift all the way into Friday. And by Friday, even if you weren't the one being like that, being around certain people that are like that, now your body is tired. You're mentally tired. You don't even want to go hang out with your friends. Mm. But I started to realize, I'm like, no, I got to take time to listen to my body and say, well, no, I cannot go to both parties. I can't, <laughs> go, I can't even go to one party. I'm going to say no to both. And instead of going to the party, I am going to take a long bath or a shower. Mm. I'm going to do my hair for two hours. I'm going to do makeup. Like right now, just to get ready for this, I was like, I'm going to take my time. You know, so I even had to tell him like, oh, I won't be ready till 530. And I don't want to rush. Perfect for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And sometimes it works out if you're true to yourself. But mind, body, soul. I recently started getting back into something because I used to, I started to think that dance was my only way of doing fitness and working out. It was my only way. And I started to even get tired of that. Mm. So I've you're talking about hiking and hiking. I used to love and do it all the time. So I, I started the year hiking, ended last year hiking. Mm. And I'm trying to make it a regular practice this year. Mm. And if it isn't hiking, I want to just go walk or go try a different, go rock climbing, go indoor rock oh, climbing. I if I can't do too, outdoor yeah. rock climbing, I'm getting back into the practice of just reading, not reading. Cause I think I got into it where I'm just oh, reading self-help, reading self-help. Oh yeah. And motivating books and da da da. Yeah, but sometimes I don't right want to learn. Sometimes I just want to read Harry Potter and get mm. lost in the fantasy. Mm. So I'm taking time to, or figuring out when I can fit these things in because they are truly going to make me happy and make me smile. Your self-care is going to look different than mine and my self-care is going to look different than yeah. yours. So figure out what yours is because again, the first word is self. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. You're going to see like different morning routines, yeah. different night routines, all that stuff. It's all that, all those routines are just like the different ways that have helped that individual it's all yeah. relative the principle or the, the the task is to find that routine or whatever it is to help that works with you and then again it always goes back to self-awareness only you you know know what works best for you exactly. like for me i i love basketball even though i'm not oh, yeah. like the best at it like i love it because i feel like i it's a new process i'm learning because i would like as a b-boy as a dancer it's like there's a there's a vast amount of knowledge i have but I, I want to like feel like I'm a complete beginner because it's yes. so humbling. So fun. Just this, the simple practice of like, you know, trying to perfect this very basic technique yeah, of exactly. perfecting my jump shot. And I've gotten a lot of props for having a really good form. Okay, good. So I'm like... We should do an antics freaking basketball, basketball game. game. I'm serious. Well, I, I play Syrian plays. No, and I know Syrian told me. So I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get back into Let's balling. Let's play 21. <laughs> I'm down. Forever. I'm down. That would be so fun. We could do something like if it's after a rehearsal, post rehearsal, I don't know. Oh, this is something that you kind of brought up yesterday, but I, I want to ask now. Like, it's kind of similar to what the question was, the last question was. Okay. From the round table, which you guys should watch if it's not out already. So, so what would I would say, what do you think? 
Do you think? No. I don't think. You see, <laughs> you're condescending, man. So, okay. So imagine, you know, your two hundred and three, two hundred and seven year old self in、I、front、do. of you, and then what would their piece of advice to you be? Ooh, you reversed it. So if my older self was talking to me now, yeah. Ooh, this is different than instead of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dang, that's a hard one. I never thought about that. My older self, what is my older self gonna? She's probably gonna tell it to me in a different language. Oh, I know that for a fact. Maybe、yeah. a, mul- a multiple languages, but I would say she's going to tell me. Be open to all possibilities,、mm. because sometimes with me, even though I've gone, I've gone through many different now pathways. Sometimes I will get so focused on this one vision, and I will just see the vision being this way. And sometimes it's hard for me to adjust、mm. if that vision now is shifting,、mm. or it needs to be shifted in、mm. order for it to be. You know what? What is that saying? Like sometimes it won't be that way, or because it's not supposed to. But if you keep going like this, you're just gonna be disappointed. But when really, what all you have to do is go to the right or go to the left,、uh, and you'll still go forward. Yeah. Sometimes I get stuck. Like shifting. Yeah, and I'm like,、oh, okay, like I'm like, man, it didn't happen this way, or oh man, like this, like you know, imagine if you like, let's say like you have choreography on ten people, and then what ends up happening is you only have four available. Oh yeah. And then I get so stuck and like, well now, oh god. <laughs> oh my god, I I feel you. So、there. I think what she'll tell me, especially being two hundred seven or one hundred three, whatever, open to all possibilities in life, and it doesn't even have to just do with with dance. It's like even where I where I'll end up living, or all the different places I'll end up living in my lifetime, all the different careers. Because you never know. I may I may make a whole three sixty, and at age sixty go back to nursing. And I and I and I I should be open to it because in a lifetime you want to live as much、yeah. as you can and I've done as much as you can and if at the end of the day I still see there's a little something missing and I'm like man nursing could fit to, could fill that yeah why not go for it that's so true so open to all possibilities I'll say yeah you never know where life will take you well, you never know that's so fucking <laughs> I could end up being a videographer I don't know <laughs> dude I I like. To let you guys know, like those of you who've ever who are like crazy like me, who go back to someone's first YouTube video, you'll see. I, my, I、yeah. do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, right. You like to do because it, it tracks and it's great. You see the transformation. Oh man! So that's why, like, that's when why when I get clients say, "Oh, should I de- delete my old posts?"、It's、I like, love old posts. No, people are gonna see how you changed and how you got better. And then for me, like you'll see a lot of my stuff was I, I used to have a lot of animation stuff.、Mm. So it's like I used the original visions like. I wanted to do in fifth grade actually. Really. And I wanted fifth grade through middle school. I wanted to be a comic book artist. High school, I wanted to be an animator. All、oh, the way、yeah. college, and then worked in the industry for a few years.、Yeah. Got a couple titles and like to I got to work under. And then I realized like there, I got to a point where like, this is all there is. And then more importantly was when my son was coming into the picture and realizing how much hours I was putting in. I the question was like, what kind of what kind of dad am I going to be? Ah. That kind of question shifted my thinking. Like, I got to do something else. Yeah, exactly. Exa- exactly. And you and you never know. Later on, you you never know.、It's- Now you can go back to that. That that's my thing. Never think that you cannot start、mm. something new at any age.、Mm. I always tell people. Oh, I've been saying recently for the past two years. I'm like, I see myself being a politician. At one point in、oh, life, I could definitely see that. And who's to say? People are saying, "Oh, you know nothing. Oh, yeah, you don't have a history." And what? Look at our president.、Mm. <laughs> at the end of the day, I, if anything's possible, <laughs> he's shown us. I think. I mean, I'm gonna give respect. What, what, whatever you want to say to him, like he's、respect、he's shown he's shown like the like the power of like well or how the system does or doesn't work, but it also shows that literally. You can be anything. You can be anything. Like if you want to, like I don't care what you what your your views on him, <laughs> but it's a. I think that's a, that's a great example. Of yeah. You can be. You can't. Not, not no one can say. Oh no, no president has ever been black. Well, okay, we're past that. Yeah. Now we're. Who knows? We may be having a woman president any day now. Yeah, it'd be cool if it's cool if it was a black woman too. Ex- like just. 
Just double check box. Thank you. No, and that is that's the thing. I hope that doesn't offend any of you guys. We're progressing things. You know what I mean in life. So even for your own individual self, don't think anything is not is not possible for you. You can start at any time. I've been saying now the politician, but I also see myself. Who knows? I could say I want to be an astronaut. Yeah, I I remember I saw this this meme that I love seeing all the time. Like J.K. Rowling at like in her mid twenties. Oh, like was still like I forgot, but. I think Tina Fey was. A, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's this thing, and it's it goes like this, like right? All, all of them having their, their Oprah did was um at 30. She was barely working at a radio her radio yeah. show. McDonald's, the guy who did McDonald's at 50 or 60, was broke or yeah. something like that. Walt Disney. Yeah. Like. Was, yeah, and then anytime. the the creator of KFC, I think he was retired, and I think he was trying to sell his recipe, I think, to help his family or something. Like oh, that. I see. So, and then a lot, he got a lot of no's. Mm. This dude was 60, 60, like retired age, I think. Mm. I could be wrong. But he eventually sold it, made a freaking franchise empire out of it. And then I think that's the thing. Like there's people, like you're not too young. No. You're not too old. But I'm I'm just going to say where you are is perfect because everything that happened in life has led you up to this moment. Of even thinking. Yeah. To start manifesting then, it. And because uh, everyone has, I think my favorite thing of this was from a book called The Book uh, Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone has their own own highly individualized curriculum. Mm. You can, like, Your lessons in life is going to be insanely different from the person next to you. Yes. Different from your brother and sister, different from your mom and dad. Yes. But the lessons, like, but, uh, we experience each, each other that can help us learn the lessons and yes. the feedback. I think the feedback... In regards to learning is everywhere not just like not just in the failures but in our our daily experiences yes that's why i think like journaling or reflecting is important because in the round table i say what, what measured gets managed yep. so if you notice like what what triggered you today mm-hmm. that's the lesson where you need to be where you need to kind of reflect see how you can do better yeah or what good did you do today mm-hmm. that's another thing to acknowledge yourself and then how do you continue building on that mm-hmm. so i think it's the beauty of being humans that we are constantly evolving we're discovering more and more of who we are and what we created because yeah. you know the original path you think you're on might be diverted when when life interrupts you for some a better plan yeah and then and i think that comes back to like your attitude of it because yeah. those diversions like some people view it as like oh this happened in my life, or you, or and, they think it's a setback. Yeah, they think yeah. They, they my favorite saying is that oh, for every breakdown, the breakthrough is just right around the corner. Yes. So, it's that picture where he's digging, he's yeah, digging a hole, and then he's like, oh man, I give up, and turns back around when mm-hmm. literally he's like an inch away from the diamonds. Yeah, I think that's one thing too. I think a, a good question I want to ask you is like, how do you know when you should stick with it, or you're just being delusional? Ooh. You know what I mean? Because hmm. some people are going to try to do it for years and not make it. It might take a long time or some people will make it not like make if it it, fast. I say if you get to that point, if you're thinking in that way, you got to go outside of yourself now. Because if you're getting to that point, there's there's a reason. Talk to somebody else about it. Mm. It could be a peer. It could be a significant other. Mm. Or like I mentioned before, a mentor. A mentor is really important, especially if it has to do with something that they're are well experienced in, but get feedback. Like what you just said, I say get feedback at that point. Cause if you, if you're even thinking the thought of delusion, maybe there's a reason why, you know, it's even in your head or it could be that someone put it in your head, but now if it's not from anybody else and it's just you, maybe get some other feedback, you Mm. know, and then you start to even do like the pro pro and con. Yeah. The reality is success comes at its own time mm. the results come at its own time just because you write down you're going to achieve this goal by the end of the month doesn't yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen but having that deadline to begin with gives you makes means you have a lot more progress versus you saying you're going to get it done by the end of the year so um i'm going to throw some rapid fire questions oh, at you so so <laughs> changing, up, changing up from like super deep questions to something okay a yeah bit no more, more deep. lightheaded <laughs> not lightheaded lighthearted Later. Current book you're reading? Oh man, rejuvenate. Let me let me find it. The the title of it. It's a Deepak Chopra book. It's oh, the just, one that was in the yeah the yeah. It's okay. just a long title that I cannot memorize currently. Let me see. 
So it is reinventing the body, resurrecting the soul, mm. how to create a new you by Deepak Chopra. And mm. it, it, I've been waiting to read this one. I've read a couple of his so far, but I'm specifically reading that one because right now I am working on my on just reinventing who I want to be in my 30s. Mm. So that's important because sometimes we carry what we how we were in the 20s into our 30s. But sometimes it needs to be a complete transformation. So I like reading a book like this because it gives you the tools to, you know, do what you want to do. What's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> My guilty pleasure is like dark chocolate. Um, <laughs> and listening. Uh, lately, I've been listening to songs when I was like a kid that I loved, like Savage Garden. I love Savage Garden. <laughs> Like people wouldn't think that I've been to this stuff. So I, I can see you. I'm talking Savage Garden. I am talking Ace Bass. Oh man, like these random songs. I've been listening to them, but I'm like jamming out. Like uh, my favorite song is just a, like was always "I Knew I Loved You," because I was such a romantic as a kid. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna meet the girl yeah. of my dreams. It's like when I was like ten. <laughs> The songs I was into, like, let's say from 7 to 13. These are the songs I've been listening to. This is before I got, like, into rap, hip-hop, and all that, and just never came back, turned around from there. But, yeah, lately. If you were a superhero, what power would you have? Oh, oh my God. It sounds so corny, but I think it's just it's just the person inside me. Like, the power to heal. Mm. <laughs> so, like, if I see anybody physically in pain, touch them, and it gets healed. Like, oh, my God. You're shot. No, you're shy. I fix you. Or like, oh man, you're feeling a bit of depression, maybe a touch, and it starts to, you know? That's like, Jesus. I know, it's a little like too good. But only given the right circumstances. Like, I can't always heal everybody. Like, what would the limit be? Let's say, it, I guess that wouldn't be controlled by me. Like, let's say I touch you and it's not working. It's because there's a higher force saying you maybe this needs there's to happen. A, there's a quota today, it, or maybe not a quota, but maybe it needs to happen because it's like an equilibrium. Oh, you yeah, know, because if you can't, I can't just be. Everyone can't, just, can't be healed. Yeah, that's true. There's that black and white, and then there's the the balance. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part of this residency so far at Moline? My favorite part is the snow, <laughs> honestly. I don't know. I never thought I'd be a person that enjoys it, but I, lately I've been enjoying it. Like earlier this afternoon, I just sat um, downstairs here and stared out the window, and then I just sat up in my room just staring out the window watching it snow. I don't know. I'm really into nature and weather patterns and the environment. So me just getting to be exposed to snow on like many days so far has been really awesome because it gives me a whole different type of reflection compared to when like I'm in Cali and I'm being exposed to the sun mm. and sunny and slight it's winds. It's always sunny. It's just beautiful. But I also like to see this like, oh man, it's different. there's a whole different part of the country, part of the world out there yeah. that experiences this weather. Um, if you were to meet your hero, who would it be and what would you ask them? Oh man. I guess, man, my number one heroes are my parents. <laughs> so, mm. like, I get to see them all the time. Okay. And I'm asking them questions all the time, so I won't put them in there. But I wanted to make sure I say that because those are my first heroes. But my next hero is Oprah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, to me, how, how <laughs> she is the epitome of a woman that broke down barriers. Oh yeah, She paved her own way. And she didn't just pave her way for herself. She paved a way to impact the world and to make a difference in a positive light. Mm. So what I would want to ask her is what kind of a team do you have to have behind you? Mm. What specific people have held you down in order to accomplish the things you've done so far in life. Ooh, and I think good. that's important. And I'm thinking off the top of my head. I never even, someone never asked me that. So this is like, this is the first time I'm ever saying it, just thinking about it because I think it's important to know because her just period saying like, oh, I have Gail around me because da da da. Yeah. It means something. I have Stedman because of da da da. Yeah. I have this. It's important because if I want to be in my own way, as successful what, with what she's done, succeeding the things that I want to do, I'm going to want to know what people 
I need around me. And it doesn't even mean just business in a business mindset. It could be, she could say something like, oh, you need a friend. Mm. You need an assistant, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. You need someone who is neutral, who doesn't even really know all the things you've done mm. to just talk to. <laughs> so that yeah. So I don't know. I want to know from her point of view, from her perspective, what kind of people do you need, do you need in a team to back you up? Mm. to continue progressing and succeeding like the way she's done. That's a good one. So, yeah. All right, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, what's uh, your your final message if you want to share something with the audience? My final message, and it's gonna, we talked about at the roundtable, is to believe in yourself. That's mm. something I try to tell everybody that I meet if we're talking along those lines, is to believe in yourself because belief in yourself or just starting to will take you where you need to go, mm. take you where you want to go. Mm. But it starts 100%. here in you. So believe in yourself. Amazing. Where can people uh, <laughs> stalk you online to find your BS, to find your, your message? <laughs> so my Instagram is at underscore kicking it with cast underscore. My website is same along those lines, www.kickingitwithcast.com. Facebook is Cassie Francis. And YouTube is also Cassie Francis. So that's Cassie, member of Antics, Afro Vibe, Mexico. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow her, stalk her, like, comment, everything. Show her some love. And if you guys like this video, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this with friends who you think might benefit from it. And make sure you hit the bell notification so you guys are getting updates of when content like this comes out, which is, you know, once in a while. For this is If you're watching this on, uh, this on MRI TV, it's every Friday. Not every Friday, but every once in a while on Friday. And if you're watching this on Vision Paradox, I don't know when that comes out, honestly. <laughs> so, we're, uh, but the whole point of this is uh, we, the people we're working with and and kind of shine light on people that you're not always going to see or people who we think are doing some really dope stuff and that deserve to be seen. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.